0: This episode of the Old Dogs REI Network is brought to you by Mino Studio. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manassero. old dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes, not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is effective real estate investing strategies for today's volatile economy. But before we get started... Hey, I'd just like to touch base with you guys and see how you are doing. As you may know from last show here, I have been in Southern California here. Um, big events happening. Just had a beautiful, beautiful grandchild born uh, to my daughter Ariana. Her name is Sayla Monet. And she is just the most beautiful kid. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a blessing. Um, and, okay, not only am I here for that amazing, monumentous event, but I'm also here because my son Elijah is getting married to his high school sweetheart named Eileen. And this is, like, so exciting. It just has been an amazing trip, a fun wonderful blessing of a trip um just spending time with the family and uh, seeing these incredible things happening that are just uh anyway i just uh i'm i'm beside myself here so <laughs> so uh if i sound like i'm off it's probably because uh, one i'm using the speaker that's built into my laptop which probably isn't all that great quality wise and uh, two i'm just um I'm just wonderfully distracted by all the great things going on. So anyway, let's get into our topic here. Effective real estate investing strategies for today's volatile economy. Now, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that I have always said that real estate investing is always a good investment. And I still believe that wholeheartedly. However, to clarify, that does not mean that All real estate assets and all real estate strategies are always a good investment. What I mean is if you're looking for a good investment, real estate is a great place to go and uh, in any kind of an economy. But when you're talking about real estate investing, you do need to kind of break it down a little bit here. You need to think of real estate in terms of assets and strategies. So there's different assets you can purchase, and there are different ways to buy those assets and invest within those assets. So when I talk about assets and strategies, assets, for example, raw land, single-family homes, apartment buildings, office buildings, warehouses, self-storage facilities, billboards, deeds, liens, things like that. And there's even more, a lot more. Strategies are things like, okay, rental property investing buy and hold short-term rentals like Airbnb, triple net leases on a commercial basis, flipping, uh, wholesaling, hard money lending, seller financing, and on and on. So there's various strategies that work better in different types of economies. Not every season is good for every type of asset and strategy in real estate. If you look at various reoccurring market cycles, it looks like a series of hills or bell-shaped curves, where over time, you see prices increase, okay, the bell curve going up, it kind of peaks out, and then prices go down, declines, okay, and these hills have their peaks and valleys over time. But overall, if you look at the big picture, you see these hills getting bigger and bigger over time, increasing in size, showing that real estate is continues to increase in value over time. Now the valleys they show you know the, the declines or prices are going down and of course the you know the upside of the hill shows uh, prices going up. So there's different strategies you use depending on where we are on that cycle or where we are on that little hill. It used to be that these cycles occurred every eight to 10 years. It was like clockwork. However, recent trends have broken that. And now, you know, we've had this sustained growth. This is in fact the longest time period ever between cycles in recorded history. And this has created an anomaly that real estate investors need to be aware of and need to be watching. In light of current real estate market realities, now we're in the midst of some crazy stuff going on, rising interest rates, inflation, uh, the economy in recession, property prices flattening out or declining, and resale and new construction development numbers declining, new circumstances like these require new thinking. Therefore, I wanted to highlight some practical strategies to contemplate in response to the changing real estate investment market. What we know from experience is that during a real estate downturn, the key to success is risk management. So regarding current circumstances, you may want to consider a different approach. For example, trading potential upside profit to reduce downside risk. However, each deal is unique. While it is obviously impossible to remove all risk, it is possible to reduce it substantially via calculated and well thought out strategic and tactical techniques. When the market prospers or falters, our individual profits tend to rise or fall on the same financial tide. And right now, the tides over the next few years do not look that favorable for many real estate investors. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. But many financial indicators are showing that the real estate market is turning south. The next downturn will hopefully not be as draconian as what we experienced in 2008 through 2012. But it is always wise to prepare for the worst and hope for the best so that we all come out in fairly decent shape. Now, one of the hallmarks of the previous downturn was that many investors leveraged themselves to the point of being overextended. Then, when the market turned down, they found themselves in a very vulnerable financial position. Rehabbers often wound up stuck with properties they couldn't sell for lack of buyers or tightened lending practices. Landlords suffered because when tenants lost their jobs, they often couldn't afford to pay rent. Flippers were afraid to make offers because they didn't know if the prices were going to keep dropping over time, and they often did. This doesn't mean you should stop investing in real estate altogether. Far from it. There are new opportunities. It just means re-engineering your strategies and maybe even the assets you invest in. What this is about is reducing risk as much as possible while still in the market as an active investor. While there are multiple strategies you can employ, not only using different strategies uh, and assets, but in your approaches to debt and other practices associated with your investing, you need to be cautious as well. So here are some strategic concepts, tactical ideas and suggestions for weathering storm to rethink how your investing practices might impact the risk reduced. Number one. Pursue lower LTVs, that stands for loan to value. Put greater bid emphasis on notes or properties that you might be investing in, that uh, where the donor is DMF, that stands for distressed. These are usually where the owner is facing obvious and serious problems such as pre-foreclosure, clouded title, liens, you know, HOA, mechanics, Tax, different types of liens, lawsuits, judgments, probate, divorce, etc. Lower LTVs mean that you are offsetting that risk that comes with higher LTVs. Number two, use other people's money as much as possible. And that's also known as PM. Decrease the total amount of cash committed to deals and increase the use of OPM. During hard times, cash is king. Start thinking about holding your own cash back as a rainy day reserve uh, for whatever emergency may arise. And uh, during these times, there might be multiple types of emergencies you might have to deal with. Now, OPM can include private debt or private equity, joint venture deals, subject to funding, seller financing, and seeking out investor friendly sources who will provide 100% of your funding needs, so that you can hold on to your precious cash? Number three, deleverage. During normal or improving economies, it is wise to leverage as much as you can to maximize your return on investment yields. However, if and when the market starts heading south in your area, you might want to give serious consideration to reducing investment-related debt. Deleveraging can include selling off assets for cash or bringing in an equity partner to pay off any debt. Another idea is to consolidate from multiple properties with debt on each one to fewer properties with no debt on any of them. This way you will wind up with no debt that the bank can hold over your head. If needed, when you have no bank debt, you can even temporarily reduce your rental rates in order to keep good tenants. Then raise them down the road when the economy improves. Number four, switch from property-related rehab or property flips to wholesale note flips. Notes take less time. You you make your profit faster. They reduce your risk, and you can do more deals in a shorter period of time. Number five, convert from a buy-and-hold long-term rental strategy to an owner-financed lease option type of installment sale. If you have been a landlord long enough, you know that two things normally occur. Number one, you eventually pay off the mortgage. Number two, you wind up suffering from owner fatigue associated with the five T's of rental property management. Trash, tenants, taxes, toilets, and termites. For example, say you have a rental property long enough that you own it free and clear. And you're getting up in years and you've decided to sell out. When you do a lease option purchase, the buyer or leaser deals with all maintenance and repairs as an issues, so you're not having to run out uh, and clog toilets and so forth, okay? With the with the lease option type of a deal, they also do improvements to the property at their cost, not yours. So, you you know, they act like basically they're the owner, they have a deed, so they they deal with the day-to-day stuff. So you don't have to worry about that, but you're still getting this monthly income coming in on a regular basis on the lease, plus you're getting this, you know, great chunk of cash in advance as a deposit for that lease purchase. So if you're selling prop you know, your properties, especially while prices are still high, you know, um, here are some things to think about. Avoid selling your property for all cash. Okay. Even though it's great to have the cash on hand as opportunities will present themselves. Okay. Instead of doing that, you can lower your tax burden via this type of an installment sale by offering seller financing. You get a good sized down payment to start with. Okay. Followed by monthly payments spread over many years. You're essentially acting as the bank. You receive a first position note deed. The buyer receives the deed to the property as well. Obviously, before undertaking such a sale, it is strongly recommended that you enlist advice from your tax, legal, and real estate professionals who can help you to get the best deal possible for yourself and to make sure that you have legally set this up right. The advantages of taking back a note via seller financing include limiting your tax liability uh, maintaining needed cash flow via the monthly payments right so you still got your cash flow coming in the down payment you receive may in fact be tax free to you as the result of atb adjusted tax basis this can be accomplished by carefully adjusting the amount of the down payment money received to roughly equal how much money you have put into the property and also, potentially higher selling price is uh, another benefit here I mean, because this person may not qualify for a regular loan, for example, so they might be willing to pay a premium price for the property just to get into it and eventually own it. Now, by making it easier for buyers to purchase a property via seller financing, this can serve to increase the pool of available buyers which in turn can result in a higher overall selling price for the property. So you can get competitive with it. And, you know, as there are bidding wars still going on, but but a lot less frequently, um, you might be able to get that higher selling price. So these these tips that I've just presented to you, all of them in terms of strategies and, and approaches here during this the economy. This is by no means a comprehensive list of strategies you can employ during difficult times, but hopefully it will give you some ideas and approaches for consideration. I'm also going to include in my show notes some additional links to some of our previous podcasts and blog articles highlighting strategies some of my guests have employed during difficult times that help them not only reduce risk, but to come out significantly ahead in terms of profit. And uh, those links will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for today. Please note, Old Dog listeners, everything presented here today, including links, can be accessed in our detailed show notes in the Old Dogs website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog. And you're going to look for the episode entitled Effective Real Estate Investing Strategies, for today's volatile economy. Remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Until next time, keep moving forward and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.